All right, everybody. Hey, welcome back to the Brown Experience. We are so uh, happy that you've come to join us today. We are on episode four of season two. Today's episode will be on racism language, language racism. How in the heck is that even possible? Well, we're going to talk about it today. Uh, with me, as always, my name is William. This is Javi. What's up, Javi? What's going on, Will? How's it going? Hey, nice hat, man. I like it. <laughs> it's one of those days, you know, that you just got to put a cap on and let's go. Hey, and then I'm wearing my uh, born and raised uh, Lakers 2020 shirt because the Lakers are the world champions, baby. We just uh, won the championship uh, just a couple days ago. So I'm super excited about that. Me and Javi are both SoCal natives. So, yeah, we can root for the Lakers, man. Why not? Why not? <laughs> so language racism. Uh, basically, a quick overview is just that uh, it is considered one of the uh, ways in which uh, our people can uh, feel uh, some type of uh, infliction of racism uh, based on the language, because a lot of times uh, people from a Latin country, English is not going to be their first language or even they maybe even immigrate to this country without even knowing one word of English. And so um, we see it all the time uh, with the uh, the 2020 dubbed Karens. <laughs> You'll see them kind of, you know, going in the store and because maybe they have an accent or, you know, maybe they uh, uh, they talk a little differently than, than most other Americans. Um, they might uh, uh, basically base their judgments um, on that. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that um, today. Can racism be based on language? Javi, can racism be based on language? Well, we've already talked about well, like what language is, you know, in the Latino Hispanic community. And we've also talked about what racism is. But now it's like, well, what if I say something? I think that's the first thing that we would want to touch. If I say something, is it going to offend the other person or is it going to offend us when it's being said to us? You know, and I think maybe it's happened to you, maybe it's happened to others, but it's happened to me where, you know, there's particular words and it just becomes racism. So that, you know, and, and I don't see it so much now that as, you know, as an adult, but I saw them when I was a kid, you know, and growing up in my neighborhood with other kids, you know, I knew that, particular words it was just calling out my origin but now it's i don't hear it much what about you well do you hear much with you or no i would say not really i mean i already talk with a lift a little bit um i guess i have a fat tongue or or maybe i just need to lay off the diet coke <laughs> um i don't know what it is but um i just i just speak more with a lisp. i don't think i've ever had an issue with um, maybe the pronunciations or things like that. Um, I would say for me, from my experience, um, it would be more maybe of the reverse, which is, you know, you maybe you're employed somewhere um, like at a retail store and somebody will come up to me who is from a Latin country and just start speaking, you know, either Portuguese or, or, or Spanish, uh, Spanish more likely. And, uh, and they'll assume that I already know uh, the language and unfortunately I don't. And then there's, you know, uh, repercussions uh, from that. And so I've actually had the reverse uh, from that. I don't think anybody has ever looked at me and assumed, oh, because of the way that you are speaking right now, 
that you must be from a Latin country. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Well, have you ever felt belittled or have you ever felt not Chicano enough or Hispanic or Latino, whatever you identify, just because you don't know Spanish? Yeah, I would say honestly, big time. Um, because I think with the new generation now, you see, I think with like my parents' generation, it's very, very common. Right. I mean, we just we just had this conversation with my family personally um, a couple of weeks ago uh, and we talked about how come, you know, why wasn't the language passed down? We, we kind of brought up the show a little bit and, um, you know, it, it, it was just something that they didn't teach because of the, um, you know, heavy racism going on in the 60s and it was just something not passed down so it's very common for me to speak to maybe more chicanos who are elders older from me i mean that's very common but i think the new generation people who have either immigrated within the last 20 years or maybe who are younger than me uh, they are they already assume that i should know the language and because of that they'll, they'll you know act out um in, in various ways, whether it's, you know, them telling me directly, you know, our, our Latin people, they're not shy to tell you. <laughs> uh, they're not shy to tell you. Um, or they'll maybe give you like a look or even like, you know, they'll say something in Spanish and, you know, I could pick up little things here and there and, it, and it's just not good. And, and so that to me doesn't make me feel good. And that will make me feel like, well, maybe there is something wrong with me. Maybe there is something wrong with my uh, heritage. Maybe, uh, the way I was brought up wasn't the right way. And so it kind of gives you those little uh, question marks, you know, within your thought process and, and, and your person. And I don't think that that's uh, healthy either. Avi, what about for you? I mean, I was raised, you know, speaking Spanish to both my parents. You know, my mom, and I probably said this in the past, you know, she taught me how to write it, you know, with the acentos and everything. So um, when I went to college, I wanted to take that next step and actually learn the proper Spanish. And eventually I got a degree in Spanish just because I was interested in Spanish. But I've seen it in a different way from you, Will, in the sense that to me, if I know, and it goes back and back, let's see, hopefully this makes sense. I've caught myself or I've seen others because I know that the person knows Spanish or because it's a Spanish-speaking setting, sometimes I'll start speaking Spanish to them, but they don't find that right. Yeah. They're like, you can start speaking to me in English. Mm. So I'm like, okay. So then I feel like, you know, I, I apologize and everything, and they just start speaking in English. Yeah, I've seen it in both ways where, like, I know that people know Spanish, and they know that the person that they're talking to doesn't speak any English, but they're saying that they don't know Spanish. Like they're kind of embarrassed of their own language, mm. of what they were taught. And I've seen it many different ways. You know, I've seen it many different ways. To me, it's like if I have the opportunity to speak Spanish every day, besides with my mom, because that's the only person I use Spanish with, then of course I'll use it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just interesting that you say that, you know, with generations, the way that I was taught Spanish is very different than how my youngest brother was taught Spanish. Mm. His Spanish is completely different. Um, he doesn't know all the, you know, the acentos and all that stuff. I don't know if it's because he grew up seeing his older siblings, myself, you know, and my other two, speaking to him in English, you know, and 
that was that. And then I see how my sister has her two kids, my niece and my nephew, and they're just learning English. Yeah. And mom is like, okay, well, there has to be a sense of Spanish because when they come here home to my home, Mm -hmm. you know, they have to know who Abuela is. Yeah. And they just know the very basic stuff. And it's just because it's being asked like that at schools, which I don't think it's a problem, but I think it's neat. And I think a person is valued more when they know their language and more and, and the other language. So, yeah, I and, a lot of, and a lot of employers, I mean, for how long, 30 plus years, they've been giving bonuses or, you know, increased salary for that skill for having to know a different language, but particularly uh, Spanish. And it's because... And and had the opportunity, you know, or like, let's say like I'm at the store and, you know, the person in front of me only knows Spanish and they're trying to say something in English. I've come in and stepped in to help the person, you know, and I've had people who are thankful, but then I have other people who are like, no, if they're working here, especially because we're in California, they should know some Spanish. But my mind's running like, no, you can't force someone to speak Spanish just because we're in a predominantly, you know, Hispanic community or whatever. So it goes, it goes both ways. Yeah. And and that actually gets me to my next point, which is, um, you know, personal experiences. So like, what do you, it's going to be a heavy topic, but I really want to get your input. So that specific situation, what do you, who do you think is right? Or do you think that there's a mix? Because, um, I've had so many times where people come up to me and they're like, you know, you're, you're in California, you, you need to speak Spanish. And it's like, yeah, but I'm in America, so I should speak English. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's really interesting how that dynamic works because I feel like the other party is not wrong because this is the land in which we've, you know, Latin people have held for thousands of Latins and, and the Native Americans that actually their tribe is is located here, but this is Mexico. So this was our land. So it's hard to kind of get that out of there. But this ain't Mexico anymore, man. You know what I mean? Like this is America. So so what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that there should be oh, I, and I agree, you know, and yes, it was Mexico at a point, you know, and history says it. But at this very at this moment now, unless Mexico gets their land back, which is <laughs> not going to happen, you know, um, it's, it's part of America. We're part of America. And I think, you know, whether if you came into this country, uh, immigrated or whatever it was, you should have that thought process that the primary language is English, you know? It becomes, and I think this, you know, and I'm a believer that it's really up to the person whether or not if you want to continue teaching your children and generations after you Spanish or whatever other language that comes in. But the primary language when you come to the U.S. and maybe people will fight us, you know, it's English. That's what the founding fathers brought to this land, you know, and we can go back like, well, there was other cultures and everything, but. We've adopted English as the primary language. And I think, I believe that should be what's been, should be taught. After that, more pluses or kudos to you if you continue teaching your children after you a secondary language. Yeah. 
And, and you guys have, if you guys have watched our recent episode, you see me and Javi kind of didn't agree a lot with uh, over the last two episodes, but this is definitely a point that I, I would agree with him on. Um, and that is, is that when you come to a country, especially to seek refuge or to seek, um, you know, employment or asylum or whatever the case is, I mean, we don't, we don't go to France and be like, nah, y'all need to speak English here. <laughs> you know, like, um, it's just, it's just not right to, to have that expectation because, um, the world doesn't revolve around you. If we right. want to be inclusive, if you want for America to include us too, you have to learn little things such as a language um, to be able to be embraced, you know, because other cultures have done that as well. No matter how broken in, no matter how embarrassed you are, um, we all had a starting point. Some of us have been here for generations and still can't speak very, you know, uh, very well. I mean, I still have my lists and stuff. <laughs> so, um, uh, okay. I've been I've been learning English well since I was like five, you know, since I was preschool, and I still have an accent. I catch myself with the Y's, you know. <laughs> I know the way that I pronounce yellow; it's completely different, and people catch me, you know. Um, but I think it's a thing, you know. It's because you're growing up learning two different languages, and I don't think that's a problem. Growing up learning two different languages, yeah. But I believe if you're raising your children here, you can't force or mandate i this is my argument you can't force or argue you know that my child needs a spanish-speaking teacher because that's all he knows mm. i think we need to have that thought process that if i'm immigrating to a different country for whatever reasons it is you already have that mentality that you have to adopt to what they're giving you totally and language is the big one yeah no and yeah. And, and i agree i think um you know i i Maybe this is going to go against counterculture, but I, I agree with you in the sense of, I'll take it a step further. You know, I think that if an area, especially here in the Southwest, because we our backyard is Mexico or any of the Latin countries, you know, if you're putting pressure on, you know, school districts and stuff like that to speak Spanish, uh, have Spanish classes or, or immigration, you know, friendly classes to those students, that's great. You know, if they do it, that's great. But you can't hate on them if they, if they can't, maybe the funding isn't there. You know, there's so many different things. Now, if they just are unwilling to do it, then they're just unwilling to do it. It's still up to you to, you know, teach your kids English, um, to be able to, it, I think the whole argument would be how, how do you give your children the best chance at life? And especially here in this country, you, you, you definitely should, uh, make a, a sincere effort to, right. Uh, that they should know English. Um, but I, you know, I see it sometimes too, where it's like, you know, they put so much pressure on these school districts to, um, have class and stuff like that. And, and there, there's no law that mandates that, you know, we don't, we don't do that in the East coast for the Chinese or the middle Easterns or any of those others. So, um, I think if they do it, it's an amazing thing. And if they do it, maybe at a nearby school district, maybe not your local one, then if you have the ability to then go move over there, because obviously they're, they're able to you know, they, they found that niche and they will cater to you in that sense. And so that would be a good thing. Um, but I think it's just, it's wrong to try to, you know, push your weight. And if you don't get your way, you know, it's just, you know, it's not going to end up in a good situation because that, that, what that tells everybody else is that a, I'm selfish, right? Because I'm unwilling to change my views. Uh, and two, that means that every, it allows, it opens that door for everybody else to, to do the same thing. And that mm -hmm. means we're going to have the Irish do the same thing. We're going to have, you know, all the other um, 
countries, uh, people who immigrate from different countries, we're going to have to have those programs in. So, which wouldn't be a bad thing, but if they can't do it, then they can't do it. Right. I agree. So Spanish language specifically, because this is the only experience I have. We don't, my family doesn't, they don't speak Portuguese and that's not our native tongue. Our native tongue is Spanish. There is, there is right. A generational difference in the Spanish, like you were saying that you learned and then you're, younger siblings have learned maybe even uh younger family members because from the my understanding is that the spanish that was you know my great grandparents or even my grandparents is just totally different right is it is it let me ask you this is it the actual structure of the language or is it like just words like specific words or or it's like any um language well i think um you know every country within the latino you know latino you know or hispanic has its own Spanish words that they use. You know, whatever's working, for example, in Central America, some of the words you're never gonna listen, you're gonna hear in Mexico. Some of the words that you hear in South America, you're never gonna listen in Central America or Spain or anything like that. It's just a complete Spanish, you know, but a lot of the wording, a lot of this, you know, language itself, it's very similar. It's very similar. I think it's just different across every single country or the way that you speak it or you even say it, you know? So I don't think it's changing or anything like that. It's just different, you know? And I think, for example, you know, and I'm going to use this as an example, like when, when I was writing like essays in um, Spanish, when I was taking Spanish courses back in college, you know, we were advised to use the Spain, Spaniard traditional sore. Uh, when we were writing our papers in, 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 in Microsoft Word, just because that was the Spanish that was going to pick up our errors. And there was a list of different kinds of Spanishes. You know, there was a Central America, Salvador, Mexico, but the one that was recommended for us to use, mm-hmm. and I still use to this day, it's this, um, the traditional Spaniard one. So Interesting. Which is, which is a European-based one, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's derived from the actual Latin language, like, you know, Latin, um, Latin language. I think it's like any other language, you know, like there, there's the slang and then there's the proper. So there's really a balance. And that's why, you know, the Spanish that my mom taught me, of course, it was the proper, it was what she knew. And then, then there was the street Spanish that I used with my friends and my siblings but then when I went to college, it was more of a traditional Spaniard Spanish. Mm. Interesting. So. Yeah, because I mean, there's definitely, uh, um, like even even here in America, there's definitely like a street language. You know, you say things like "ain't" and "can't," and it's like instead of th- using things like "pardon me," that is a uh, conj- conjugal. I don't know. <laughs> it's been so long since I've been in school, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah any other language or nothing different or anything like that. Yeah, so. absolutely. And then even uh, just to your point, even here in America, I mean, I've been to Northern California, love the Bay area. I really do. Um, and even there, I mean, the whole vibe is different. <laughs> it's very <laughs> different from Southern California. <laughs> so it's, they have their own mm-hmm. language there. They have their own language and lifestyle there. Right. Right. So. The way they talk, the way they carry themselves is, it's it's still here in California. It's still here in the state, but it's just 
total different vibe there. And and they would they would say the same thing um, because they kind of want their own thing. They don't want to be associated specifically with, you know, Los Angeles or San Diego or the Orange County or that E. They want to be known, you know, with with their own vibe there. And so, yeah, I can I can see how that can kind of, uh, you know, go into uh, the different uh, Americas, too. Yeah. And, and, you know, we see even like, you know, some and I would say kind of racism. And I and I had a problem one time, you know, it's interesting. I was out in New York once and, you know, the waitress started speaking to me in Spanish. Um, and I think she knew off the bat that I was Mexican. But, you know, I was in New York and I didn't think and I was like, oh, you're Mexican. But no, it wasn't Mexican. And she was like, I'm not Mexican. She was Dominican and her Spanish was different. And like, Dominicans and then like Puerto Rico, oh, they'll fight with that Spanish because it's a very different Spanish. Wow. And then you hear people from Miami with their Spanish is completely different. Yeah. So it, it just, it's different everywhere. You know, it's really different everywhere. It just really comes where you nice adapt reason. yourself. And even like, I would even say when I go to different parts of Mexico, the Spanish is completely different all over the places. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's based on region, right? It's based on region. Yeah. Right. So. Um, so bringing it back full circle, because this isn't, uh, you know, th- this this topic um, can get very lengthy very fast. I'm going to just kind of bring it around full circle. Do you feel that people can be uh, racist towards uh, the brown community, towards a Latin, towards a Hispanic, um, based on their language, maybe the way that they speak? Do you feel that they, they can be uh, victims of that? I mean... Now that I'm older, you know, and I've seen different scenarios, like the one I just told you in regards to like me going to New York and seeing, you know, I think they were offended, you know, that where they're from. But I think it's more of a pride of a taking in of where they're from. But I don't think it was so much. I don't see it. I do. Like I told you, like at the beginning, you know, I see racism more when I was a little kid, but it was coming from others. For example, like particular words that were said to others. Um, one example could be like, oh, you're a frijolero, which means you're a beaner. And that was just targeted because you, you know, like the brown community. But if Never you heard, heard that, that word, you already knew off the bat that was targeting the brown community. Mm. And there's many different other racist words out there that's targeting, you could target the brown community that we feel offended for, you know? Mm. Yeah. So. But not specifically like for the language though, huh? No. Yeah. No. So so you're saying so no, I, I Yeah. No, yeah. And I, I agree. I think um I think I've I've seen it before. Like I've seen, you know, um maybe somebody have a heavy accent and they're made fun of because of that, or maybe because they don't um pronounce the word specifically um, you know, the way it is. But I don't I don't think that there's like a such thing as somebody is completely just, you know, racist based on type of language i think maybe just the way that it comes out could be could be yeah you know my friends will make fun of me here and there i mean like because of how i say things but it's not they're laughing at me because you know to make fun of me but they're just laughing at how i say words but i don't think it's racist (laughs) yeah yeah that's true just just for good fun huh um okay that's all the bullet points i have javi you want to mention anything else or all I have, but I would want to hear from others. Like maybe others have experienced different, um, different, you know, scenarios in the past, or they seen things that I would want to hear about. So, question to you: 
audience, you watching this, uh, have you yourself experienced uh, a racist act uh, based on your, the language? Uh, could be Spanish, Portuguese, uh, any one of the um, native languages uh, to our Latin community. Um, have you experienced yourself, uh, somebody you know, maybe a video you saw? Let us know, or is, are we just, we got it completely wrong. Let us know in the comments below. Uh, like, subscribe, uh, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. Let us know what you think. We want to hear from you. Uh, this is why this exists, is, is for you, Brown community. So um, for Javier, for myself, catch you on the next episode.